You're listening. No. You're listening to the Buns.com Podcast Network. (laughs) (laughs) Buns, buns, buns. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 226, 256. Jeez, E3 did a number on me. Mm-hmm. Anyway, 256 of the Pixels Inc. podcast, brought to you by Comics Game Magazine and our friends over at Buns. Hi, Buns. Hey. How, how are you, Buns? Hello. Um, so, yeah, we're back from E3. What, what did you think about it, Brendan? Uh, it was fun. Yeah? But it, it was a good show, yeah. I had no real problems with it. It was very okay. I thought so, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I guess, do you want to just jump right into to the news? Yeah, that makes sense to me. Okay, so did you hear about this, Phil, The um, about Sega's new mobile strategy? Uh, yeah, they're putting classic games up for free. Yes, yeah. Sega Forever. Very exciting. Um, I, I think this is actually a pretty interesting concept because... Uh, they're they're free, but there's ads. Yeah. Um. So I wonder if this is Sega testing the waters for this in bigger titles. It's possible. My only real concern with it is just that um, I find that like simulated controllers on a touchscreen rarely work. I'm yeah. not a fan of that either. Yeah. They yeah, but don't, but you can also sync it up with a controller. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna what sync a controller up to my thumb? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it works. You yeah, can get them. That, I'm not like, doing that either. You get those yeah. ones that like attach to your phone. Uh, yeah, this yeah. is really defeating the portability of the whole process. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I I like the idea. Um, I like it. I'm, free games I'm are best games. I'm absolutely <laughs> willing to try it for sure. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think uh, yeah. Right now, the games that are available were uh, Kid Chameleon, Fantasy Star Two, Sonic the Hedgehog, um, and Altered Beast. Yeah, that's right. Uh, now, the thing is, only one of those games I could see actually working properly with a touchscreen, and that's Fantasy Star, and that's because it's an RPG. Um, I've played Sonic on my phone before, and I had to immediately uh, delete it because I could not deal with that uh, with the touchscreen. You, you couldn't go mm. fast? I couldn't go fast enough. Um, so I, I'm, I'm curious to see how some of the other games translate. Um but, I mean, Sega has a pretty huge backlog of RPGs. To they have a lot from, of catalogs. So. They have a big catalog. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that would a be a lot of catalog. That was, that was <laughs> they great have English. So right there. many mm-hmm. catalogs. But yeah, um, I think it's a pretty cool idea. And uh, leave it to Sega to be a pioneer in an endeavor that might not make anyone any money. So <laughs> our hats off <laughs> to Sega <laughs> in this. I don't know. Well, I mean, like there's advertising, so if people download it and watch and play the games, they'll be seeing ads. Yeah. And you can unlock the games for like two fifty or two seventy five, I think. Okay. And that gives you no ads for that particular game. That's fair. That's well, fine. I don't know. I'm not against it. It's a fun so. idea. I'm curious to see how it works. I just, as I said, I'm skeptical of the touch controllers until proven proven otherwise. If it was on a console and they had little ads on the console, I'd be all fun with that. Like, mm-hmm. I'd be like, yeah, sure, give me all these old Sega games on the console, but my mobile. I don't really want to play those Twitch-type control games on a mobile phone. Yeah, but not all of them are. But Fantasy Star has lots of little clicking on text boxes a lot. 
And if you're doing that with a touchscreen, that's going to be boring. I guess, but I mean, it's if it, not if gonna really change the core experience of Fantasy Star. Oh, I, I, I don't think I would enjoy that. It's not, it's not a, it's not a Twitch type game. It's, it's definitely something you sit down and, and uh, you, you invest a lot of time in, uh, for the story, not necessarily the gameplay. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I, I have Fantasy Star on my phone now, so that's where I stand on this. I haven't downloaded any of the other ones. Uh, Comic Zone, I cannot see translating well. <laughs> um, None of them really translate well, to be honest. Yeah, Sonic too. That's that's. It's Sonic apparently is the best one. I've played it before and I can't do it. And another one I've done too before they did that was um, uh, Gunstar Heroes, and oh, yeah. that ugh, that mm. did not work out very well. <laughs> I was very sad that I spent money on that one. Yeah, but I don't know. It's an, it's an interesting move by Sega, but it oh. seems more of like, hey, our stuff's still relevant. Pay attention to our stuff. We might make new games. You download enough of this stuff. Yeah, you're telling me that Sega is repackaging their Genesis content again? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> that's definitely new. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. They said that they're going to be releasing new stuff every two weeks, I believe. All right. In a semi-frequent uh, way, manner. So it'll be fun to see what they do, um, especially when they run out of Genesis content. Yeah. See if they move into like I want weird Saturn games on my phone. I don't. <laughs> I want that 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 Penzar Dragoon life on my phone. I definitely don't. Or Virtua Fighter. Also Penzar Dragoon. Penzar. It's Penzar. Whatever. It's supposed to be like the tank, but Dragoon. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I, that's why I've always said it. I've actually never bothered anyone correcting me. Well, one second. I'm going to Google this now because I, I thought I don't it was think anyone cares. P E N Z A R D R A G O O. Well, as you're doing that, yeah. uh, me and Phil will discuss did you hear that Hitman Studio or IO Interactive is now independent and they retain the rights to Hitman? Oh. You, you were right. It is pan- Intriguing. Uh, Panzer. Yeah, I, so. I mean, that makes sense. It's, super, it's a very viable franchise still. Yeah, so apparently they bought themselves out from, from Square Enix. Okay. Good for them. Yeah. yeah. And that if explains you, why, because wasn't there a few weeks ago we were talking about Square Enix yeah. and they had left Hitman behind and we yeah. were confused by that. Yeah. Well, now we know. Apparently, if you want the first episode of the Hitman, the new uh, Hitman in the uh, game from 2016, mm-hmm. it is now free on all consoles. Nice. Only the first episode. You have to buy the ones the after rest, that. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, Hey, it's a, it's a steal. There's a lot of game for that free that first in, uh, installment. So. Oh, totally. Yeah, that's fine. It's yeah. well, it's well worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you happen to be hearing this and been like, I wish I had Kitman, but I don't have the fifteen dollars to spend, you now don't need to spend that fifteen dollars. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. And I and thank you, Cody, for letting me know I was right once again. Ah, uh, well, <laughs> you're not always right. Mm, we're gonna say I am. Nah, I'm gonna say no. <laughs> Come to age, Cody. The fact I have a decade on you means I have a, a decade of being wrong. Now it's my turn to be right. <laughs> there you go. That's that's how you figured it out. Yep. It's just, just been wrong so many times that now. Yeah. Now I can never be wrong. Just again. statistically speaking, you have to be right now. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds about right. No, I'm okay with this. Yeah. As long as it means I'm right. <laughs> um. I'm having some issues pulling up stories. Well, not going to lie. Well, your so. phone is apparently a garbage fire. Do you want me <laughs> to do uh, movie news first, though? Yeah, yeah, why yeah, not? Yeah, go okay. for it. All right, so the big news story this week is obviously 
Excuse me, the fact that Chris Miller and Phil Lord were fired from the Han Solo movie. Well, and were they today, actually fired or they just leave? I thought they, no, they were officially fired. Oh, oh okay. were they? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, well, I mean, like, <clears throat> yeah, they, they, you know, everyone released statements to be polite about it, but but uh, the Captain Kennedy and her Star Wars production crew reviewed, the, uh, like, took a break from produ- a hiatus from production, reviewed the footage, and asked them to leave oh. and have promptly replaced them, replaced them with Ron Howard. Who is going to be going up in a couple weeks? Sorry, in, in like in a few days to uh, finish. They have three weeks left in shooting, and then they're going to edit together what they have total, and then do some significant reshoots after that. That sounds so, like such a mess. Uh, it is a big mess. It's not a great sign uh, for the yeah. movie. Well, I mean, how how far for, into production were they? They started shooting in January, so they shot for five months. So they shot oh, everything. Wow. Okay, for, yeah. pretty well everything, um, and the. Now, the official word is creative differences. The rumors are that um, they uh, th- they were trying to make it too funny in their own style, oh. and I think that and uh, but that you'd hire Lord and Miller for that reason. I know you wouldn't right? hire like we want a dark and serious movie. I know. So do you think? Well, I think that they still want the movie to be fun. I think they were just they had problems with the tone that they were being a little too flippant with it, and they wanted it to be more reverent in the Star Wars way, which I get. But it's Lord frustrating. And Miller, Lord and Miller are not reverent to anything. I know. I don't know why they thought that those were the guys to hire for it, but um, yeah, it's not a good sign. And I guess there was also clashing with. Um, uh, Lawrence Kasdan, who uh, wrote this, the initial script, um, and who also wrote the first Wiggins and Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, and was a producer. He was having problems with what they were doing with it. And yeah, so now it's Ron Howard, who is the definition of bland. He is. Um, I mean, I was talking to Cody. Like, every second movie he does is okay. Yeah. Beyond that, they're all kind of bad. Yeah. But, like, Apollo 13 was really yeah, good. Yeah, but that was like 20 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> But it's it still good. a really good movie. Oh, yeah. No, he's done some good stuff. And Splash is fun. And, uh, I don't like Splash. Night Shift. And oh, Night Shift is fun, yeah. All that stuff. He's done okay stuff. But, but he, like Inferno? Yeah. The There's other ones? so much you can do yeah. with that content, oh, yeah, though. Yeah, all those Da Vinci yeah. Code ones are ridiculously horrible. Yeah, they're really bad. I don't like it, A Beautiful Mind. Um, it just, but it, yeah, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't bode well. It'll also be interesting to see how crediting goes because the Director's Guild does not like to have multiple directors no. credited so i don't know if this is going to be a ron howard movie or if lord and miller are going to be credited at all but i'm guessing that it's going to be stripped of credit yeah regardless it's not a great sign no and i am concerned about the movie now now that being said um they did do significant reshoots on rogue one as well and by all accounts they made it a better movie so hopefully that's similar but regardless I don't like the looks of things. Now, the other uh, Star Wars-related story this week was that Edgar Wright is going around doing interviews promoting Baby Driver, which we'll discuss in a bit. Um, he, Someone asked him about Star Wars, and he said that he kind of very cryptically hinted that he might be involved in a Star Wars movie and to wait and see in December. Huh. Um, and... I would always be incredible if Edgar Wright made a Star Wars yeah. movie, but given that he quit Marvel for lack of the control... Same, yeah. And... The Star Wars crew is now firing directors for trying to have to assert too much control. It doesn't uh, no, go out. No, yeah, it doesn't seem like those two things are going to go together. But anyway, I hope that Han Solo movie is still good. Um, I mean, it's still it. What it might have been was it was going to be a very like different movie, and yeah. now it's going to be a very typical Star Wars. Yeah, movie. I got the impression as well that that they had problems with how they were shooting it, so it may have just not been had the same like sort of grandiose cinematic approach that they take to Star Wars movies. Lord and Miller have a more kind of rough hewn thing. Well, I think they were doing improvisation, which they didn't care for. Um, it just sounds like an oil and water scenario, and hopefully, ultimately, it's a good thing. But I mean, I who knows? We'll it would probably a very different movie than we would get from a Ron Howard. Ron mm-hmm. Howard is very conventional. 
for sure. But also, like, bland. They shot for so much. Like, they're going to have to use substantial portions yeah. of the footage. They're going to have reshoot to reshoot the whole movie. So, anyway. That I hate happened. to see that budget. Yeah, I know. It's not a great sign. I mean, I guess they haven't done any of the CGI, and that's where the, a lot of the money is in Star Wars movies. True, but they did shoot for five months. so That's a lot of money, and no matter what you're doing. Well, yeah, and it's a, like a gigantic production <laughs> yeah. in Shepard and Studios, and yeah, it's not good. So anyway, oh. that happened. We'll yeah. see what happens. We'll see how that goes. But it definitely puts a big old black stank on the Han Solo movie, which was previously something that no one was anything but excited for. So hey, we'll see. Um, all right. Also, Daniel Day Lewis retired again. Yeah, I saw this that. Is the third time by only my third. Count. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so whether or not that sticks, we'll see. But yeah, well, he was retired and came out of retirement to make this movie, and I guess now he's going back in retirement again. But I am excited for the movie. It was a new movie by Paul Thomas Anderson. I got high hopes for it, but. Anyway, he's retired again. He at one point made shoes in Rome. Yeah, I saw that. Maybe yeah, he'll yeah, do that yeah. again. <laughs> um, so there you go. Uh, there's a new Triple X sequel is, is, is in the works. Um, that movie bombed substantially in North America, but made a fortune worldwide. So. As huh. it should. Yeah, so Triple X <laughs> will continue, and I, for one, couldn't be grateful. I'm still hoping they will cross over with the Fast and Furious universe, and it'll turn out they're the same guy. No, um, no, I want them to be twins, like mm-hmm. long-lost twins. Mm-mm, same guy. Vince just putting on uh, tattoos for when he goes to do the secret, <laughs> the secret agent work. All right. Um, next up, uh, Danny Elfman was hired to score Justice League. Sure. Um, Isn't that movie done? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's done, so they're putting music on it. All right. I, usually, I thought usually, <laughs> I, usually the score, they announced the people doing the score a lot before the film was actually finished. So. Oh, totally. But I think this is, this is likely a result of Joss Whedon taking over post-production. Oh, it's like, we need to make this better. Mm-hmm. Elfman, come in here. So he's doing a different take on it than Junkie XL or whoever they were going to hire for. Yeah. (laughs) That's a name I haven't heard in like a decade. No, no. He did the score. He worked on the score for uh, Batman v Superman. Really? Really? Yeah. Him and Hans Zimmer. It was a collaboration. That is so That's really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So (laughs) there you go. Um, And uh, oh, yeah. There's a new Saw movie coming out in October and they've released the title. It's called Jigsaw. So Jigsaw's no, back. Yeah, no wow. Roman, no Roman numerals this time. But uh, I can't wait. I love those Saw movies. They're good trash. And <laughs> finally, um, Cody, you should be really excited about this. Uh, they've announced that uh, Carnage will be the villain. Yes, in the Venom movie. I heard about that. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. Carnage is like my all-time favorite villain, mm-hmm. and the fact that we're actually going to see uh, uh, an adaptation of him mm. in a movie. Uh, and that makes me think, like, how how intense are they willing to get with this? Because mm-hmm. Carnage is, you know, not like Cody, mm-hmm. probably not very. It's he's hard he's not a character Sony's that lends himself safe. to. Sony's pretty safe, but R-rated comic book movies are making big bucks. Yeah, yeah, maybe. But uh, mm-hmm. but if if they want to be part of the Marvel universe, it can't be R-rated. That's not true. Yeah. That technically, it, it isn't as connected to the Marvel Universe as the X-Men movies is, really. Uh, no. No, this one actually is connected it's to It's overtly yeah. in. But even then, the like Disney said they haven't ruled out making R-rated movies with uh, Marvel. Ah. So, eh, I mean, they, these are... But these ones, these spinoff ones are loosely connected. It's only when Spider-Man or Marvel characters are at the Marvel Studios is involved. These ones are just, like... They're Sony properties. Yeah, that's right. But with... The Spider-Man is part of the Marvel Universe. Huh, it's so weird. So it's possible. Yeah. It'd be R-rated. I don't know. I'm into it. I love the Tom Hardy's Venom. We'll see who's cast to play Carnage. I know. Um, what's the guy who did Hamilton? 
Lin. Yeah. Manuel. That, that, that sounds right. Yeah. That, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, yeah. He um he's expressed image. Uh, he's expressed image. He's image. expressed a lot of interest before in playing Carnage. He says he's he he his favorite character. And uh, isn't oh, he doing yeah. Hamilton like? Oh no, he doesn't act it anymore. Oh, he doesn't anymore. No, the oh. original cast is out. He oh. sometimes pops up as a surprise, but he doesn't do it anymore. So he's been like quietly pursuing trying to play Carnage. Why not? That's possible. That'd be awesome. I mean, like, it would definitely be intriguingly different (laughs) from what he's done before, but I don't know. What Um, else has he done? um, I mean, mostly theater work. I don't really know a lot of films. I was wondering if he did any films with that. I mean, he must have done some film and television just as a working actor, but nothing jumps to mind immediately. But um, anyway, yeah. So he'll likely be pushing for it, which is bizarre. And it's like, why not? Well, yeah. I mean, like, he's an actor, actors can stretch. I just hope, you know, I don't want Carnage to sing. That's the main thing. No, no, I want my Carnage singing for mm-hmm. no reason. Mm-hmm. Just <laughs> no reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No singing or rapping Carnage. That's not good for anybody. No, I want to rap. Sure? In, I, I want. I want to rap in Carnage. I think that would be the get, best Carnage. I think we're getting into Poochie territory. Here. <laughs> I feel the only way he can make it better is if he raps and sings, and possibly wears outfits. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, yes. Backwards yeah. hat, maybe. Ba- yeah. Yes, I, 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 like that. I want him to have as much attitude as possible. Yeah, yeah. Chains mm-hmm. of some kind. Oh yeah, like, wallet like, chains. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like gold, maybe, Ooh. maybe some kind of of uh, precious metal tooth. What if he had a giant clock on a chain? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you want Flavor Flav to play Carnage? <laughs> yes. Like yes. Okay. Basically, think, that's the right. answer I'm looking for. I don't right. think you could have someone else be Carnage. I think mm-hmm. Flavor Flav was born, born to play to be the Carnage. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll find out. They're working. Hashtag Flavor Flav Carnage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just more than anything else. You know, Hot Ones, the yeah. Hot Wing show. Yeah. I know eventually Flavor Flav is going to do it. I don't know <laughs> when. It just makes sense, and I can't wait. It's right. mo- going to be the most exci- one of the most exciting days of my life. Yeah. If you like that show, um, this is unrelated to anything. But, <laughs> uh, but uh, Tom Arnold did it a couple weeks ago. And Tom Arnold, like, medically is not supposed to eat spicy food, so he hasn't had anything <laughs> hot in, like, decades. Is this Hot Pepper Gaming? Uh, no, 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 no. The oh. um, Hot Ones, the, like, the interview show with the chicken wings. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, and it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my entire life. And then, like, when they have him, like, suffering yeah. is when they ask him about He apparently, um, he has a, Trump, a, a tape of uh, Trump saying the N-word. And Hillary Clinton oh called him like two days before voting yeah. and begged him to release the tape, but he refused to do it because he knew it would hurt other people involved with the production who gave it to him. Um, and so they asked him why he didn't do that after he'd eaten the hot, the hottest wing and was like sweating and panicking. Yeah. And it's one of the greatest things I've ever seen. That is so dumb. <laughs> but yeah, he said the main reason, yeah, he didn't want to put her to hurt his friends. And also, like, he said, I've seen other tapes, they're way worse tapes than what I have. They're, be- they're way better tapes <laughs> of Trump than you get out there. I didn't want to waste it on mine. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh God. Mm. But it is amazing to think that, yeah, that Hillary Clinton called Tom Arnold and the fate of the U.S. election at one point <laughs> rested on Tom Arnold's shoulders. And surprise, surprise, Tom, Tom Arnold dropped the ball. Um, poor Tom Arnold. I know. Poor guy. All right. That is completely unnecessary. Like, that was a side tangent to the extreme. <laughs> I know, but it's great, and I really want people to watch that episode of Hot Ones with Tom Arnold. That's fair. one of the best things I've ever seen. All right, Cody, you got any other news um, stories? Yes. If I not, I do. do. I have it over my phone if you need it. Um, maybe I if need you, drop, you too. Okay, Cody's dropping the ball again. No, mm-hmm. it's like I don't know what's happening with my phone, but it's just not, <laughs> not, not cooperating. Clearly, Cody's dropping the ball. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Okay. 
So we have the Futurama weird mobile game that. Oh yeah, they had um, uh, what's his name? Wasn't Stephen Hawking in the uh, commercial? I don't know. Maybe they just they uh, and and Neil deGrasse Tyson was in yeah. it too. So that is June 29th. If you want the Futurama mobile game, it is June 29th. For everyone Exciting. out there, what a time to be alive! Yeah, apparently hey, there's a know, lot of the regional voice actors. And stuff. Yeah, and and um, as a like, if you're a fan, like the first, the first uh, actual like any like animation of Futurama was uh, in years was on a commercial for yeah. that game. Cool. So. Okay. Yeah, controversial opinion. I don't. I don't love Futurama. Never did. Really? I yeah. don't either. Uh, okay. Game Grumps, who Cody loves. I do, but I'm not sure how I feel about this. <laughs> They're announcing the first game. It's Daddy Dating. Yeah. It sounds great. Yeah. It sounds you great. You get to date anime dads. Amazing. Yeah, I don't know. Look, look, look at these anime dads. They look I so don't. cool. Yeah. Especially that one that has the baby on his belly. No, no. I want the one that ha- in the leather jacket and that looks like he does all the meth. Oh, corner. yeah, he looks pretty cool, too. Yeah. They all like look cool. They're cool dads. I don't like this. I like this. cool dads. It's called Dream Daddy. Mm. I don't. I don't like this at all. <laughs> um, so are, are any of the Game Grumps gay? Nope. Okay. So this is could be horribly offensive? <laughs> that's why mm. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's kind of offensive. Mm. So they're just making fun of that culture, then. I... Okay, here's, here's where here's where um, the the issues arise. Yes, this could be bad. However, from an artistic standpoint, um, you know, like male writers write about, you know, they make female characters, right? Okay, yeah, so, yeah, that's fine. Um, the same can apply to sexual orientation. It's just I don't trust any of them <laughs> to do that as much as I like the Game Grumps. I, I don't. I don't either. I'm going to throw it out there. That's probably going to end up badly. Okay. Uh, Star Trek Discovery has a release date. Cool. Who's excited for that? I'm a big no. Star Trek guy. <laughs> I don't. Where's Mel when I need her? I'm not a the Star September Trek September 24th on CBS All Access, or if you are in Canada, you can watch it on CTV or the Space Channel. Cool. Yeah. <coughs> I, that's yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping some one of you would say something as I took a drink of water. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> so who was excited for Project Rap Rabbit? I don't even the know. follow up to Parappa the Rapper. Oh, I did like Parappa the Rapper. Okay, well, the pe- people that did Gaturo Man and Parappa the Rapper had Project Rap Rabbit on Kickstarter. Yeah, that was. Um, and it failed miserably. I mean, uh, it was a couple thousand. No, short. no, it was seven hundred thousand. Pounds short. That's not great. Okay, that's a lot. Yeah, that um, is that is a failure. That is mm. as failure as you can get. It's bad. It only had like three hundred thousand <laughs> out of a hundred and some million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's not. It's not a good look. Nope. That is pretty bad. Uh, okay. WWE twenty two K eighteen has Seth Rollins on the cover. Yes. This okay. This is actually a big deal. Because I was going to say this is stupid and we can move on, but okay. No. Um, so uh, a big issue with the WWE is its um, reliance or over-reliance of Seth Rollins? older stars. No, not Seth Rollins, unfortunately, as much as I, he's my favorite wrestler. So um, huh. they, they have a, an over-reliance of older stars, and it's very apparent uh, in their video games because you can see that there hasn't been a 
current wrestler as a cover star in years. Now, yeah, John Cena's been on it, and Brock Lesnar was on it last year, but they both debuted in, like, 2002. So there hasn't been someone from, like, the last decade, really. Hmm. Um, so the fact that they have Seth Rollins on there is uh, is pretty neato. The end. Cool. Right, <laughs> I'm happy about it. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'm thinking that uh, for anyone that is Remington's not here, but if he was here, he would love this story. OnePlus announces the OnePlus Five, which is the new big flagship phone that's supposed to blow every other phone out of the water, and you can buy it today if you want to. Remington was a big fan of the uh, sweet the one last plus, one, OnePlus Three yeah. T. Yeah. Because you know, screw OnePlus Four. Um, that's a thing. <laughs> uh, I don't think of anything. Else. And, oh, and Nintendo is teaming up with Les Sportsack for new travel bags. Yeah, I saw those. Those are actually they look pretty cool. Yeah, and Gigantic, which is that MOBA-style game that everyone's been waiting for for <laughs> the longest time, mm. has a release date, and it's hitting in this July. Exciting. Actually, looks like a fun game though. Yeah, it, I played it a bit. I played it. For the last, like, three years. I was in the open beta for the last three years. Or b- closed that's beta. a long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a thing. Uh, that's when it was still, like, featured at the Microsoft booth, and that just kind of got delayed <laughs> over and over and over and mm-hmm. over. And, finally, Dot Hack is getting a remaster for the PS4 and Steam. You know what? Nice. Um, those are really, really good JRPGs. I uh, disagree. So we're gonna say it's stupid and move on. <laughs> sure, because <laughs> I hate Doc Hack. I, I think the the RPGs are pretty fun. So the yeah. fact that we're getting those remade, actually, this is gonna make me sound like a bit of a scrub now because I missed out on the PS2 era of games because uh, I didn't have a PS2. Well, clearly, you're a scrub. I had a GameCube and an Xbox because that's the kind of person I was at that time. Gotcha. Uh, so I recently repurchased a PS. Well, repurchased, purchased my first PS. Yeah, that would be just straight up purchasing. Um, you bought it back from yourself. It was a few <laughs> years ago. I want to say two years ago. And my main purpose was to buy the Dot Hack games. Not my main purpose, but those were those were games that were on my I list. Did you buy them? No. Um, I feel you are failing in this question. Well, the problem <laughs> is... If that was your main purpose... Well, here's the thing. PS2. So this was... I got the PS2 just before I started my internship here. Oh, no. I just started my internship here. Okay. It was around that time where I got my PS2 as well. Um, so what ended up happening was I was like, oh, I have all the time to get these games. And then I had none of them because I'm just playing other games <laughs> instead. I mean, you could go to um, the store right now and buy them. If, I, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure they don't go for that much. No, it's not that. It's just those are, that's a, there's a lot of time to sink into those games. Yeah, um, who cares? You just want to have them. That's true, too. Like, just want to just collect that's, them. Yeah. Just collect. Games should be played, not collected. Well, collected and played. Oh, well. If I had it my way. I would just collect all of the games and then play that them is all the news that, one after because E three was so busy. <laughs> that's all the big news <laughs> that happened this last week, which is still quite a bit of news. Yeah, um, yeah, some interesting things. Nothing overly groundbreaking, though. I think the groundbreaking thing for me was that uh, Shadow Hitman. of War is actually like really good. But that's that's from E <laughs> three. We discussed that. We discussed that oh. when we've been playing. Oh, I thought you were saying the, the, from E three there was no, nothing no, groundbreaking. No, after E three. Oh, I mean, yeah, I think the no. IO Interactive thing is the biggest news. Yeah, which is still kind of amazing that they actually. I thought that studio was going to close and everything was going to be fired and it was going to be a horrible mess. Yeah. Much like many other major game studios that have been shut down like mm. most studios that Sony bought and then got rid of yeah. or Lionhead so I'm happy to see them go independent I think that's good. great uh, we'll wait to see what they do yeah. um, so we should take a break and then come back with Phil discussing how awesome movies are or how not awesome movies are depending <laughs> on the case maybe we'll do both of those sounds good 
Man, I wish I could get new comics every month, but I'm broke and oddly always five dollars short. Lame. Wait, five bucks short, you say? Well, I've got something special for you. What the hell was that? It's me, the discount ghost of Coupons Pass. Are you scared? What the f- Use the code CGMEG in all caps, all one word, to get $5 off your next comic bento subscription. So wait, if I use the code CGMEG all in caps, all one word, I get $5 off my next comic bento? Yes, use the code CGMEG in all caps, all one word, and get $5 off your next comic bento. A whole $5, eh? Now that's scary. The Pixels and Ink podcast is brought to you by Buns, your city network. Buns connects you to the people in your neighborhood to help you find the things you need to fuel your real life. Swap things you already have to get items you need. You can also find jobs that pay the bills, homes for rent, advice, and a place to talk about your city. Buns is available online at buns.com and on your phones via the Apple App Store and Google Play Store. And we're back. Yeah. Thank you, Buns. Thanks, Buns, and thanks, Comic Bento. So before we go and comicbento.com right now and use the promo code (laughs) CGMegan all caps, (laughs) get five dollars off my Comic Bento subscription. (laughs) Before while you're waiting to do that, let me tell you about Diablo Three coming to. They finally have an announcement for when the um, Necromancer is hitting Diablo Three. It's hitting it. June twenty seventh for everyone wanting to jump back into Diablo three, and I know we all are. I I know I am. Thought that came out like a month ago when we put the video up. No, no, it's coming out June twenty seventh. I'm excited. Everyone else should be excited. Also, for everyone that loves the MMOs and the MMO thingies, Stormblood, the new expansion of Final Fantasy fourteen, is now out. Cool. We will have our review shortly. It just takes us a long time to go through that game because we want to make sure we play on live servers with all you awesome people out there. Also, it's just a gigantic Yeah, MMO. it's also it's no an MMO. possible way you can... It's an MMO. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, those are... I'm not going to play it, but I'm sure... I will play Diablo. I will not play Stormblood. Only, not because I don't think Stormblood's a really neat thing. From the looks of it, it looks awesome. I just physically do not have the time. Yeah. Also, I'm an adult. And I have like weird like bills to pay and food to buy and <laughs> gyms to go to and like Pokemon gyms. Yeah, like you yeah. don't have to take over those gyms, Cody. Yeah, Pokemon Go. Yeah, no one. Plays I heard that. they just took that out, didn't they? Like the gym. I don't know. I don't know. That could be. Maybe? That might not be true. That you know, when you, you see that that fake news on Facebook. I saw that and I was like, that can't be real. And scrolled away. Yeah. I'm on a lot of Benelin right now. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> okay, Phil, I hear you saw some movies that are good and bad. It's true. Do you want I... to discuss the f- bad one or the good one? Yeah, first? we'll discuss the bad one first because oh, it's yeah. the one that's actually out this week. Dish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that is uh, Transformers The Last Night. I heard which it's the, very okay. It's the fifth Transformers movie. <laughs> that um, seems way more than needs to exist. Um, I would say it's also... Uh, uh, the stupidest Transformers movie. As it really. should be. And since the first one, the least boring. Okay. So I guess that makes it the best of the sequels. Okay. But it's still Is not very good. Is there any flagrant racism, though? Um, Not like the second one. That was pretty flagrant. Yeah, yeah. Not that was, like that, yeah, no. That was bad. Yeah. That was really... I mean, the third one had some flagrant racism. Yeah, they toned that down sli- slightly. Yeah, I mean, like, all Michael Bay movies have stereotypes, but... This one was toned down in okay. the Stared department, so that's a plus. So, but it is really dumb. Okay, so, let, like, let's get a synopsis the of movie the movie. The movie starts um, in medieval times. 
Well, okay. With the battle between King Arthur. But, um, but Phil, yeah. doesn't that break with the continuity of the previous films where Transformers have not been on the no, Earth? No, no. You see, it's very different than, you, than it appears. Okay. as it turns out, oh yeah, <laughs> the Knights of the Round Table were, in fact, themselves Transformers. That explains beyond, so much. And beyond that, um, all of Merlin's magic was, it in fact, uh, provided through a robo stick. So is Merlin a transformer? Um, is Merlin um, a transformer too? No, he was a human. Okay, he was a drunk, played oh. by Stanley Tucci. Of course he was. And uh, so there's this big medieval fight with lots of explosions, which is confusing because there was no gunpowder at the time. Well, transformers but bring their own gunpowder. Up. Well, no, there were no transformers in that fight sequence. What? There was just stuff <laughs> blowing up, anyways. So anyway, well, clearly. Yeah. We must be confused because yeah, yeah. if Michael Bay says there was gunpowder, mm-hmm. there must have been. Yeah, no, there were lots of explosions okay. in medieval battles. That makes sense. The yeah. Point. Yeah. Um, so, so that happens, and then it jumps ahead to contemporary times where now apparently Transformers are falling out of the sky all the time. That and, seems weird, but okay. Uh, the world isn't thrilled about it. They've been, uh, there's a ban on Transformers in most uh, developed nations. Uh, Cuba is a free haven for Transformers, so they all go hang out in Cuba. Um, but beyond that, yeah, there's a big ban. They put walls up to prevent Transformers from coming in. So Transformers are like, like, is this horribly racist? No, for a while you're like, oh, hey, are they using Transformers as a metaphor for the refugee and immigration crisis we're having recently? And you're like, oh, perhaps this will be an interesting Transformer movie. But then they get rid of that idea immediately, (laughs) and it just becomes mostly about a bunch of sassy kids fighting Transformers and (laughs) rubble. And then you meet Mark Wahlberg, who since the last movie has gone from just like a humble inventor into like the humanity's only true connection to the Transformers. Ah. And so he's hanging out with all his Transformer buddies, all, I guess all the ones from the last movie that sold the most toys. And Are, then, Is everyone, all the amazing characters from the last movie back? No, just... Just, uh, just the toy selling Just ones. Wahlberg and the toy selling Transformers. Is and Grimlock back? In, oh, yeah. Ah. And then in... Toy selling. Yeah, the toy selling ones. <laughs> And then, and one of the dinosaur ones, but he goes away real quick. And then, <laughs> is he Grimlock the dinosaur one? Is Grimlock the dinosaur? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then yes, Grimlock. <laughs> and there's apparently Dino Transformer babies. I wasn't sure what was going on, but they were gone real quick. Too. Okay. <laughs> so, um, and then at the same time in England, there's this woman who's a medieval professor and also, I guess, a supermodel. It's hard. I she must do that for a living on some level. And so, so how did she get at the time to? Be a medieval well, no, no, professor. she's not actually. No, no, she like is a professor in the movie. It's just like I don't know how she could be anything other than a supermodel to okay, look at her and, and listen to her speak. Okay. Um, and then, but she's a medieval professor, and then her well, clearly she knows no things. And then she meets Anthony Hopkins, who is turns out to be a descendant of King Arthur, and he but isn't King has, Arthur. A robot? No, 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 no. Like, the King Arthur and the Round Table were still humans, but they all had Transformers that backed them up. Uh, of course they yeah, did. So yeah, so, like, okay. a Round Table was run by Transformers. So... <laughs> were they cars as well? No, because Transformers oh. are made of Transformium and can transform into everything. We covered oh, that in the last movie. That's, I'm <laughs> yeah. sorry. Transformium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a little, I'm yeah, a little yeah, out yeah. of touch with my Transformers yeah, yeah, yeah. lore. <laughs> so what so, do they turn into? So whatever they want. They look at something, they become Transformers of it. Okay. So, so like um, Okay, so you're telling me Bumblebee could be whatever he wants and he picks a friggin' Camaro? No, he's a fancier car now. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I yeah. guess GM's not sponsoring the movies exactly, anymore? Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so, so, yeah, so, so, um, Anthony Hopkins is a descendant of King Arthur and he sort of, uh, is, keeps, like, lords over all of this, like, secret Transformer history and keeps it secret, but... He knows he has to finally let it out because there's this supermodel professor in Mark Wahlberg, and they need help. Well, if Mark and, Wahlberg asks for help. And then so as he reveals, because he also has a Transformer butler, that um, the Transformers have actually 
uh, been secret friends with everyone from William Shakespeare to Stephen Hawking and are responsible for all the major events in human history. How did they help Shakespeare? I don't. It's unclear, but he was buddies with Transformers. Well, so did they write? Was, was a pretty progressive feminist for his time, so maybe they like, gave Shakespeare some like feminist views. Yeah, I think like, they used. Did you know women and men could be considered equal? Yeah, I think and they used their, like, what? I think they just yeah. used their heightened transformer brains to like help him be a genius. Okay. That's so fair. anyway, so that's all going on. Help and um, and yeah. So anyway, it ends up that Mark Wahlberg's and the professor are like chosen to save humanity and whatnot. Oh yeah, and then at the same time, forgot about Optimus Prime because he's the main character. And Optimus Prime, he was like sent into space last time, and he ends up floating back to the Transformer planet and is turned evil. And Why? Leads, the entire Transformer planet turns out as a spaceship as well. And so that comes to Earth, <laughs> and, uh, and Mark Wahlberg is the only one that can stop it. So um, <laughs> it's really, 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 really stupid. But there's a three headed dragon. But it is perfect. Oh, yeah, that's like a Power Ranger kind of thing. That's what all the Knights of the Round Table Transformers like combine to make the dragon, 300 dragon transformer. So are they still in the present time? Yeah, they, yeah, they do it. Yeah, they do it now. Are they good or bad? They're good. They're humanity's protectors. We covered that. <laughs> Where have they been? Yeah. They've been hiding out with Anthony Hopkins, who's the descendant of There's King Arthur. There's been four cataclysmic events. But they were waiting for like the Transformers to cause the next cataclysm. But they did. No. Like, like, like Chicago like, blew up. Not like this. <laughs> okay. Not like this. No, this, this is the real one. This is a bigger one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so anyway, yeah. It's, so it's really, really dumb. But it is like like fascinating because you're just like what are you talking about and you can't like i couldn't i couldn't tear myself away and um, does it feel like it has any intelligence at all no not at all <laughs> and um and michael bay um like he does know how to blow stuff up real good and they have like limitless amount of money so there's some great like imax 3d action scenes okay so i wasn't bored now no, let me ask you one major thing yeah does it still feel like the cuts make literally no sense and they're cut every half second no he toned okay. that down a little okay. bit okay for the 3d and okay. the imax um, it's still pretty rough, but okay. it's not like it used to be. So, like I, like, like I said, like this was a lot easier to swallow than the last Transformer movie. Not logically, right? No, no, no. Like, just like and it was easier to watch. Now, let me ask you one thing that's, yeah. that's probably really important. Yeah. Did it randomly go to China for no reason halfway through the movie? That was a big plus, and it wasn't halfway through the movie. It was two hours into the movie, <laughs> and that made the last one three hours long because they had to go to China. Um, so. <laughs> It's like these, these are bad movies. Gotta appeal to that market. Oh, I know, right? That's literally what it was. Yeah. Like, hey, the movie's almost over. What if we went to China? Yeah, and ah. then they were doing a lot of like product placement for Chinese soft drinks and stuff. Ah. It was really embarrassing. <laughs> so, I've got to see yeah. this movie. So, that was the last one. That was the yeah, last I know. one. Yeah. I've got to see it. No, that one's rough. That's a top set. This one's actually kind of fun. It's Age of Extinction, right? Yeah, Age of Extinction. So, yeah, Transformers The Last Night. It is most definitely a bad movie. It's so, a really stupid So, one. I've heard rumor that Michael Bay has been wanting to make a. Nice the round table movie for the longest time. Yeah. And he just kind of found a way to add it to Transformers for no apparent reason. That would make sense. Yeah. That, that, seems, that sounds does, about right. Does it feel like this makes no sense whatsoever? Well, yeah, of course. Like I described the story to you. <laughs> you heard well, it. No, no, what you described was pure and utter genius. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It explains all of history. Mm-hmm. There's no way we could come up with cars. Exactly. Yeah. Should a Transformer not tell us? How someone? do you think the pyramids yeah, exactly. were built? Like, How no. would physics exist? They do. They do. Yeah, the, the, the transformer yeah, said that 100%. one too. Yeah, what, yeah, how would we know work. about physics yeah, if yeah, yeah. Sir Isaac Newton had to have a transformer? Of course, it all checks out. He so, was the apple. Yeah, Wait, yeah. does that also mean that the transformers helped Albert Einstein yes. invent the atom bomb? Of course, yeah. So they've yeah, yeah. they've also kind of 
really screwed us too. No, no, they they ha- they were on the good side. Yeah, that one stopped the war, so that was a good one. Sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's a good that's one. Yeah, we justify that, a good that one. one. Okay. Yeah. That was a good one. So yeah. So yeah. It's it's horrible, but it is like hilarious, and right. um, I did have a lot of fun with it. And is I'm, it like, so good it's bad? Yeah. It's okay. like a bad boys too kind of experience. Okay. Um, did they randomly run through a favela with like a monster truck? No, but they okay. do all sorts of stupid stuff. <laughs> uh, like at one point, Mark Wahlberg has a sword fight with the Transformer. It's pretty great. But isn't so, Mark Wahlberg like you know just six die? feet tall? I told you, he's chosen to save humanity from the evil Transformers. But the Transformers just kind of, like, cut him in half? He's got a lot of power. Is Megatron so he's got to be, like, got a lot super of power. strong. First Megatron's back. What, didn't he die, like, Megatron never went three away. times? Would this yeah, have been a Transformer that is of scale to Mark Wahlberg, or this is no, a full-size full size Transformer? <laughs> yeah. It's great. It's great. So, <laughs> Megatron, didn't he get his neck broken by Optimus Prime in the third movie? They killed him a bunch. He's back again. He's also, okay. like, had his, like, chest ripped out. Of it no, no. In the first like movie, no, no. In the first movie, he had the all spark removed from n- him. No, no. Mm-hmm. Put into him, which that was overloaded it. his circuits. Oh, then he was right. put in the Marianas Trench, mm-hmm. and then they other in the second movie. Oh my god, I can't believe I remember this. Mm-hmm. They bring an extra random transformer with them, mm-hmm. and they kill that random transformer and dump his essence into Megatron, which brings Megatron back. Right, and also which then in the third movie. Optimus he worked, yeah, mm-hmm. whatever. Somehow, mm. in the third movie, he works with Leonard Nimoy to bring Cybertron to touch Earth, so they can dump every human on Earth on Cybertron to rebuild Cybertron, mm-hmm. which makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I've never seen the fourth movie, yeah. so I don't know how Megatron comes back. Yeah, I don't remember. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to pay attention. Um, but yeah, I thought that. Yeah, like I said, this is a horrible movie, but it's the most fun okay. in such a horrible way, and. Is, really it, hope is it like nine hours long? No, it was only it was only two and a half, which by these movies is pretty short. That's, yeah, I mean, the yeah. other one was 240. Yeah, yeah. Maybe this were. means we're going to see a Beast Wars movie now, now that we know that they can transform into anything. Mm-hmm. No, no, we're not. Mm. They're just going to keep going down this Wars. weird road mm. where Who they're going to be responsible for inventing something stupid, mm-hmm. and then the world's going to be changed It definitely ends on a cliffhanger. They've set it up. And, uh, yeah, I won't say what it is, but it's crazy. Six um, yeah. Transformers movies. Absolutely. Well, these mo- they keep making more and more money. Like, the last one was the most successful of all of them. But so. most of that was from China, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it's mostly worldwide box office. Okay. Yeah. I guess that makes sense, but... It doesn't. Six Transformers movies. I know. It's embarrassing. That's pretty bad. But it'll happen. Yeah. All right. But on the good movie side, um, I saw Baby Driver, which comes out next week. That's Edgar Wright's new movie. And that was a ton of fun. Okay. So that is... Um, it definitely feels like him trying to make a more mainstream movie because he essentially makes cult movies. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so it's a heist pitcher. Uh, the main character's name is Baby. He's a driver. He uh, drives for – he does uh, heist getaway driving. As you do. Uh, specifically for Kevin Spacey because he owes him a debt. Um, he also constantly listens to music because he was in an accident as a child that uh, knocked his – that uh, caused his ears to ring, so he uses the music to focus – and um and yeah he's but he's good at what he does and he doesn't really do much other than the driving and then he meets this waitress who he falls in love with and that's a problem because it makes it difficult to do work and as in any heist movie he's got doesn't to do he one know last doesn't job. he know better than that otherwise. I know right so it's very simple but it is really beautifully done um I noticed in the opening credits that there was a choreographer credited which I was like hmm that's interesting and it didn't made perfect sense within seconds because pretty well like 
the Everwrites assembled like a pop music soundtrack that pretty well doesn't stop. And the main character Baby's always dancing, but pretty well everything, every movement in the movie syncs up with the music in some way. That's really neat. It's really impressive. Like all the car, all the car chases obviously hit with the music, like Blues Brothers, but more dramatically. But even just like characters walking through scenes, gun when when there are shootouts, the gunfire tends to like sync up with the beat of the music. That stuff's all really impressive. The way the way it's made is impeccable. Um, as a, from a storytelling standpoint, it's very simple, but in a kind of stripped down, minimalistic way, it's very like it's definitely like a big mm. homage to Walter Hill's The Driver, um, which was also a big influence on the Ryan Gosling, uh, Nicholas Winding Refn movie Drive from a year, for years ago. The supporting characters are great. Uh, uh, Kevin Spacey is hysterical. He does his like sleazy like slither out every word like a snake routine that he used to do in the 90s and does that really well uh john ham plays one half of this like uh it's psycho lovers uh crime team and they're hysterical and um i like john ham was in a funny world totally yeah and, and he also is a very dark world too it works really well hmm. and then uh jamie fox plays uh the resident tattoo psychopath and he does a good job with that um i'm surprised like I haven't seen him in anything in a long time. Jimmy Fox? Yeah. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah, but, like, I'm happy. Yeah. He's, he's a good actor. <laughs> he is a good actor. He seems to be sort of, he se- yeah, he seems to just be sort of taking the jobs that he wants to take. That's good. Um, which I hope is what's going on. Otherwise, he's just not getting jobs, which I'm against. Um, but, yeah, the two actors I didn't talk about are Ansel Elgort, who plays Baby, and Lily James, who plays the waitress, and that's because they are... Uh, the least interesting characters in the movie. Um, on the one hand, it's delivered because everyone's just basically playing archetypes, so they're just boy mm-hmm. girl, um, and that's fine for when the movie's just being a like big, bright, colorful musical heist comedy. Um, but at a certain point, it becomes a love story about them, and I just kind of never got invested in them like I was supposed to. And particularly when it comes to the finale, it's hard to care mm-hmm. when it's just the two of them. Now, Edgar Wright's always had problems with ending movies, so it wasn't a huge surprise that that was the weakest part, but. It's just worth noting. I, I, but that being said, overall, I thought it was just incredible fun. It's like some of the best action choreography mm. I've seen in a while. The fact that everything's done musically is an amazing accomplishment. Um, the yeah, I'm I'm hoping that it'll cro- have some sort of crossover mainstream success for him. But I just don't know because ultimately, like all his movies, like appreciating them is to appreciate how like self-consciously constructed right. they are as movies and that's just ultimately for more of a cult audience it but makes sense. i feel like this one's broad enough that it should do well but i don't know we'll see mm-hmm. anyway i thought it was at least as good as scott pilgrim i do think when he and simon Pegg work together um they have a voice as writers that's more interesting than anything okay. either of them do did simon Pegg work separately this one? no this was like a solo one like scott pilgrim but i think it's about as good as that in its own way and uh I hope it really does well, and I can't recommend it enough. It's a goddamn awesome. blast. Awesome. And that's it. Neat. Boom, look at you go. That was mm-hmm. pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cody, why don't we just talk about one game we saw at um, E3 that we did that we want to just go in more detail that Phil might want to know about? Sure. And then we'll wrap up, because look at that. Okay. We're almost dead on schedule. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're about 15 oh, minutes God. to 7 minutes per game. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Phil, what um, games do you want to hear about? We'll see what yeah, Mario, we'll please. Mario yeah. Odyssey. Okay, cool. So um, I did talk about it on the one of the E three podcasts, but I mm. think it was But only, not to Phil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it also wasn't um, it wasn't in great detail and it was yeah. only the one time. So you can ask me anything, I'll give you a bit of a rundown. So it okay. is um, open world mm. uh, sandbox they described it as. Yeah. So there are um, there's like one overarching kingdom and then there's separate kingdoms within it that you go to. Yeah. <clears throat> so um, like the overarching kingdom is that playable like Mario sixty four kind of thing? Yeah, I think that's okay. supposed to be your hub world, and then yeah. you go from each one. That's now, let me ask, let me ask now, you one thing before you go further. So does Mario take over the bodies of people? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
and it's very disturbing. Okay. <laughs> like, full-grown humans, he... And they just have little mustaches. Imagine, and... Yeah, I was listening to, like, his Jim Sterling thing. He's like, just imagine the pain someone is going <laughs> through when that happens. Yeah, no doubt. But, um, yeah, so I, I didn't get to experience the whole uh, shebang of, like, the... Of so I don't know if the, the kingdom is, like, a big overarching thing or... Okay. Because uh, because I, I they were separated yeah. now, in the areas. levels did it feel guided like a Mario level? No, they were no. very open. Like okay. there was obviously the direction you're supposed to go to, yeah. but they had uh, a very um, uh, you could you could go however you wanted to. Um, obviously, there's the certain direction, but you can do whatever you want. Cool. For about, did it, for did it seem overwhelming at all, or was it always clear what? No, you uh, what was be really doing? cool? What that, what I thought was really cool was that like um, as soon as I finished the one like area it mm. immediately was like okay now here's the next thing you do oh great in that area. so it, was, it did feel like that kingdom i was in was a big mm. living breathing world it wasn't just like okay well now you're, here's another yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. drop out drop, drop back in it, it takes yeah. you right to it um yeah uh, uh mario this is the tightest he's ever controlled um nice uh triangle jumps are back um the hat literally is used for anything you can think of um yeah both as attacks, like I, I so did. So I have, a, I have a, a, yeah. a existential question here. Yes. Um, so does that mean the hat is Mario and the no. body is simply a <laughs> vessel for the entity that is Mario, which is a weird hat? No, actually. So the hat is a different entity altogether. That carries that Mario's somehow can take Mario, like can have Mario. What control. happens to Mario's body when the well, hat is someone else? See, I don't see that. Now, I don't know if it's Mario that's controlling them or if it's the hat controlling them. So the hat is the real when, Mario. when the hat goes on them, do they get the Mario mustache, but... Or does Mario get sucked up into the hat? I can't remember the exact animation now. This is all um, riveting. Yeah. But it's... Uh, overall, it's a great... It, it, the experience I had with it was great. Okay. The, the amount of like attacks you get with the hat are, are fantastic. The way the hat is used is genius. Okay. Um, this could be... Because I wasn't a big fan of the the 3D entries of Mario world and land that away mm-hmm. from you. Um, so I think this is a big return to form uh, for Mario. Okay, cool. Uh, it, it, it trumps any other game that, that he's been in, in terms of scale. Okay. Um, and that was just in the demo I played. Yeah. My so. only concern with what I've seen so far is that it'll just be too big for a Mario game. Mm. Um, I mean, if you like 64 and that kind of thing, I, I did, I can... but like it never, but, like it, 64 was limited by like the technology, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, I can and, see what you mean Mar- that it could be. And Mario be. Galaxy, like everything was very, it still felt like level. Galaxy yeah, yeah. was very streamlined. Yeah. Um, and it did feel like Mario Galaxy felt grand, but it wasn't big. Exactly. Uh, but this is this is a big game yeah. uh, from what I've seen. But I didn't have much of a, an issue with yeah. with the size. No, I, that could just be me. That I, That's how I play games. Right, so, right. Um, I, I thought it was a, it's, it's a nice... Uh, addition to the Mario franchise. I'm into it. Uh, I can't wait. Yeah. How about Marvel vs. Capcom? Did you anyone get to play that? No. Oh, bummer. Apparently, it's not great. I find that hard to believe. It's a pretty straightforward formula. No, apparently there's the mechanic. Like, you can might go on right now and go to the PSN store and download a demo. Oh, really? Yeah. I had no idea. And apparently, people that have been playing it have been complaining about weird animation issues and yeah, but that's just a demo that's not like complete yet. No, no, but the the, the, the way characters interact and things like that, it was kind of the fighting was a bit rough. Yeah. Is this still beta though? Yeah, that's my. It's only a demo. Point. It's one hundred percent. It's not finished yet. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so the, that could the, be it. yeah, yeah. The fighting game everyone was really talking about was Dragon Ball. Dragon, Dragon Ball, Ball Fighters. Fighters Z. 
or right. Dragon Fighter Ball Z. No. If you Dragon look at Ball, the <laughs> Dragon Ball Fighter Z. I know. I just the the the, the logo is Dragon really Fighter bad. Ball Z. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Uh, that was the 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 fighting game that yep. most people right. were really into. I just don't really don't not really connected to Dragon Ball. Z. Neither one. Yeah. I've never got I into know. the formula. Yeah. I, I I dig Dragon Ball Z. Uh, from what I see, if you like Marvel vs. Capcom, you'll probably really like Dragon Ball Fighter because mm-hmm. it's um it's Arc System Works. And Who did they, the Guilty did, Gear game? Yeah, Guilty Gear. And didn't mm-hmm. they do Blaze, Blaze Blue? Blue. Yeah. yeah. So they also some other weird games. Like they do weird anime fighting games. Yeah. Um, but fast pace. Yeah. Uh, all the things you like about Marvel vs. Capcom are it's in all there. there. Okay, yeah. cool. So it's. Uh, it's just a different it's a little bit of a different skin but they yeah. do 2d fighters really well and like even down to now i didn't get to play it i watched cole play a bit though um mm-hmm. they they even have it down to um the combos where yeah. you can like swap out your character um to like do a quick attack and then you continue the combo hit them up in the air and then you do an aerial combo yeah. across yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. across the map which is uh, as a dragon ball fan that's a big deal for like, being able to fight in the sky yeah, so of course, yeah. um yeah, yeah it, it really going cool. on yeah Cool. How about horror games? Any good horror uh, games? Did you, do you have any interest in Days Gone? I have. That's the zombie open world game that's coming to the PS4 exclusive. Oh, okay. Uh, I got to see an uh, exclusive level that was not shown on the show floor. Yeah, yeah. Along with got to talk to the people that are doing it. Cool. <coughs> As I die. Yeah. Um, so do you enjoy the kind of the open world kind of experience? Yeah, totally. Okay. This one is interesting because you get to actually use the zombies as weapons, but also it's similar to, okay, if you had um, Infamous mixed with The Last of Us. Okay. So the people in the world are kind of worse than the zombies yeah, yeah, yeah. in a way because they're, they're more intelligent. They're trying to like take all the other humans out to do whatever you do. That makes sense. And you in yourself are kind of an old, you're from a biker gang. Whatever. Mm. So you kind of have a bit more rougher edge. Or, sorry, a bit rougher edge. Yeah. Um, you kind of have a lot of loyalty to the people you know but you're kind of working with other people kind of reluctantly so it's like a, and it's a city no it's like uh, redwood california okay so like north what east california intriguing yeah that sounds fun so you have like a lot of woods type stuff and a lot of like snow like changing in seasons so it still takes near uh, oregon mm. so you have um so in the demo they showed on the show floor or the um during the press conference it showed off day kind of summer type weather mm. in the demo i saw it was winter mm. so you got like people's tracks would vanish over the snowfalls people would be like huddling for warmth and all this other what stuff if that would change the speed cool. of the zombies i know that there the thing. were less yeah, zombies oh sense. really yeah, yeah that makes sense yeah because they're freezing they up, freeze up. cool all yeah. right that's fun so that was neat and then they showed they talked about a bit about how your bike really is important to you yeah where like you have to worry about your gas and if you walk the world it takes a long time if you take a bike it, yeah. so it, it, it sounded like a really interesting game it's just a matter of fun so it's like yeah. their version of the, their co- competition to dead rising yeah basically yeah. yeah but a lot less funny yeah like this was serious yeah like uh, the way you like you use bear traps to take people out things like that it, it's more brutal cool whereas dead rising is more ridiculous nice did they show anything for red dead redemption no nothing at all yeah, that bummed me out yeah yeah uh, beyond that, anything else, Cody, that you saw that you may want to mention quickly? Metroid Samus Returns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That um, that was my game of the show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, easily. It um, it took okay because the thing with Metroid that I've that I've always enjoyed is that that feeling of um, of just like loneliness and just mm-hmm. like you. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and this kind of you still have that because it's Metroid, but at the same time, it's a lot more action centric than mm-hmm. I remember. Um, and that is a lot to do with the, the melee block. Yeah. yeah, that really, that adds a level of 
of action that that just wasn't in Metroid yeah. before. Um, <clears throat> I got to slay one Metroid. Yeah. Uh, and and it was it was fun. Uh, awesome. That the the melee block was used pr- um, very prominently. So I think it's going to be a big mechanic that's used throughout the game, and hopefully it's used uh, further in future Metroid games. Yeah. Um, I got to I got to touch the, the 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 amiibo for it. Oh yeah. Which is squishy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. And yeah, so that really uh, that was really cool too. There's there's just it's been a long time since there's been a Metroid game, and I thought it was weird that we were getting it on the 3DS mm. first, but um, we, we know why now. Well, yeah, there's the, the Metroid Prime game. Yeah, yeah but like I, I talked to uh, Yoshio Sakamoto, who's the mm. Um, producer of, of the game and he's mm. also he was the, one of the lead designers for the first Metroid game mm. and he was the director of Super Metroid he's, he's been involved almost exclusively in the Metroid cool. fran- uh, franchise uh, so I, was, I got to talk with him and uh, he was like yeah no we immediately uh, thought we need to make this on the 3DS there hasn't been a Metroid game on the 3DS yeah exactly um, we, the, the 3D feature was something we thought we had to, to take advantage of. And you know what? That's another thing, too. Um, I didn't play with the 3D on as much because mm. I move around a lot. Yeah, um, yeah. So even with the uh, new 3DS tracking feature, I, yeah, I did yeah. get a little bit of a, yeah. a blur. But the 3D was beautiful. I'll bet. It. I love the 3D. Um, 3D yeah, yeah. This, this was really used effectively and to the point where it's not going to hurt your eyes when you use it too much. Cool. Uh, so, yeah, this is... Um, I want to say this is going to be a definitive 3DS game, um, and and probably one that I've got a feeling will be. I can't wait. Sorry, I've got a feeling will be. I can't wait because I yeah. I enjoyed the other M. Yeah, um, so I, I thought it was alright too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, uh, oh, sorry, I mean um, Metroid the the Game Boy game that this is. Oh, oh, yeah, oh yeah. right, right, right. Uh, Metroid Two. Yeah, 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 just Metroid Two. Yeah, there you go. That's easy. <laughs> yeah, because I enjoyed Metroid Two back in the day, but it was like obviously very limited. So, yeah, like I I love the idea of all the bells and whistles they put on it, and it was a fun. It was, it was a fun title, yeah. so this is a great way to revive it. Oh, one that sure. like no one's played, so exactly. Yeah. Um, it's it's definitely a game that that you're gonna want to keep your eye on, and I'm kind of hoping that this is a swan swan song for the 3ds because if there's a way to go out, that's gonna be that's good. It's a good mm-hmm. ending, I think. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, that that's that's my favorite game of the show for sure. It was really uh, it blew me away. I was. Yeah. You mention uh, Shadow of War at all? Quickly? Shadow of War was really fun. Yeah, uh, if you fun. like, it's do you like Lord of the Rings? Yeah. So it's um it's the sequel to Middle Earth. Shadow oh of right, of course, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, so this uh, I'll, I'll set a stage for you because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do the whole like thing I did because I played it for like two hours. Okay. Um, but two hours. I played a long time playing. That's why I know it's out? good. Mm. No, because okay, here's what I found out: they can't tell you to leave. What? Yeah. So I was like, oh, when when does my appointment end? And he's like, oh, whenever you want it to. And I'm like, okay, I'll keep playing. Like I thought he was just like, oh no, you have enough time, and. So I like check my phone and it's like I got there at ten and it's mm. like twelve something now. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why why didn't you tell me what time it was? He's like, oh no, I was told not to let you like not to tell you to leave. And I was like, okay, well I'm gonna leave now because <laughs> I didn't realize what time it is. I would stay here playing this all day if I could. I think that eventually the demo would end. I, I'm sure eventually I'd run out of things to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, but. At that point in time, I, I feel like I was just scratching the surface. Yeah, so I did a I did I did a couple of the story missions. I did um, some side missions, and I did the siege, which is the big deal. Nice. So um, throughout the game, just like the other one, uh, you know, you find you you find pretty much like rats, and they'll mm. tell you things about uh, certain orc chieftains. Yeah, that yeah, you can yeah. Physical rats? 
No, 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 no. Like, like they're okay. Like orcs, I, I, to be I, fair, it's Mordor. I, I expect weird talking rats is probably a slang. Mm. Uh, I couldn't remember the actual name for them, but yeah. So you uh, you go up to them, you you get information, and then you use that information to find the chieftains, and then you can okay. you can you fight them and uh, you recruit them and all that stuff. So I already like I started with already having some chieftains, which isn't what happens in the game, obviously. So I had this army, and each orc you bring with you has different things that they can bring to the battle. So um, you have like a beast master that has some, uh, that you upgrade to get different, mm-hmm. different animals. You have, um, you know, someone that, that can bring in certain infantry for you, like, okay. like all this stuff so that you're, you're prepared. And that, that all comes into, uh, you pick based off of what the, uh, the, the leader of the fort mm-hmm. is weak to. So the guy that I was going up against was weak against fire. So what did I do? I brought a Drake. Um, I got That's like fair. a bunch mm-hmm. of fire uh, things. The Drake is really cool. But he does not align with anything. <laughs> so he will attack you. He will attack your team. He will attack your enemies. He doesn't care. He just comes in and wrecks stuff. <laughs> but what's really cool about the Drake is if you attack him enough, you can tame him just like any other beast in the game. Right. And you can fly around on a dragon. Amazing. Um, he lobs fireballs. He has a flamethrower pretty much. And of course he also has a melee attack where you swoop down like an eagle and grab someone off the ground and lift them up in the sky until you decide you're bored and drop them. <laughs> There's some really neat elements in this game. Yeah. Um, it's They really want to push it. You can play however you want. Um, and that's what I've noticed. So anyway, awesome. I, I throughout the battle, I'm losing my, my generals and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I finally make my way into the main hall where I fight the main boss. Yeah, yeah. Well, the boss of that, mm-hmm. the, the leader of the fortress. And uh, we're fighting, and I've gotten to a point where I can't, um, like, I, he's almost dead, and I'm almost dead. I just get downed, um, and when you get when you get knocked down, you get a um, a quick time event. Mm-hmm. And this was the second time it happened, and I'm I'm ready to do it because it's going to be faster than the last time. And as I'm about to press my button for the quick time event, one of my generals comes running in and takes out the guy. That really? Yeah, the boss. So he hits him right across the face and just starts pummeling him. And I'm sorry if anyone's already heard the podcast where mm-hmm. I told this story, but it was honestly the most intense and exciting um, bit of action. And it was completely mm. random. And it's stuff like that where I'm really excited to see what they do with this because Shadow of War, Mordor, Mordor. Mordor Shadow of Mordor, felt like it was missing something. It mm. was a good game, but it just wasn't all there. Mm. This feels a lot more complete in the like, two hours I played with it. Awesome. So that is uh, my second game of the show. Cool. Awesome. Uh, I really liked it. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. So I think that's everything. Yeah, that's everything. Seems like yeah. it. Cool. So thanks for listening, everyone. For more content like this, don't forget to check out CG Mag. Phil, you will not be on next week's podcast. Mm-mm. So we'll be no la- sans Phil. That's right. That's Aww. why I talked about Baby Driver this yeah. week. So it's actually a next week kind of uh, movie. Mm. Wow. Phil's well, doing things. Mm. Secret things. Correct. <laughs> So we uh, for more for more content like this, don't forget to check out cgmagonline.com, where you can check out Phil's review of Baby Driver and Transformers. Transformers, mm-hmm. and uh, we just put up the Shutter. Mm-hmm. Um, right, right, right. Among the what living. Was it called? The Among the living. Among the living. Yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff. Um, you can check out all of our E3 previews. My Metroid ones up there. My Mario Odyssey ones up there. There's Elias, gonna be lots more. There's lots Elias more. has a whole ton of stuff. He did Sonic Forces. Uh, there's there's a lot of E3 stuff to still go through. Yep. So. Don't forget to check out cgmagonline.com. You can also check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash magazine and Twitter at cgmagonline and on YouTube at cgmagazine. Cool. And we'll catch you next week. Sounds good. Bye. Bye. Bye.